I am way beyond a fanatic. I'm God-possessed. Get it straight. There ain't a demon on the planet that likes Mark Barclay anymore. If that's you, clap and shout one. Say, I am God-possessed. You better get ready. Did you bring a Bible? Praise God, Doc Barkley here. I'm welcoming you to the broadcast. It's going to be a hot one. I'm just telling you right now. Get on social media. Get on your phone. Tell your friends to get hooked up to this program right now. It's a life changer. I'm holding in my hand a really cool series. It's all packaged for you. It's called Ignorant No More. And as we teach this, sometimes on the broadcast, sometimes in the church here, but we collected it for you. This is a must. The Apostle Paul, which really was just speaking for the Holy Spirit, said, I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning spiritual things. That's why we did this series. That's why you need this. Jump on the website and check us out. Follow us along. Pray for us. Call everybody right now to get on the broadcast. Get this series from our bookstore online. And I hope to see you out here someday at Living Word Church. Amen. And so here we go. Hope you got your Bible out. We're a Bible people, so we don't just talk a lot. We talk right from the scriptures, and we want you to have the most powerful, victorious, and spiritual walk you've ever known before with our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go get after the Word of God and let the Holy Spirit get after us. <laughs> Amen. Let's make our confession together. Say, I believe, I believe. Everything, 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 everything that my Bible says, my says. No matter what the devil says, devil says. and no matter what people say, and no, people say. And, no and no matter what my circumstances say, today I am a believer. Therefore, I'm a receiver. And I do believe that I will receive absolutely everything that God has for me today. In Jesus' name, say amen. Clap real good for the television congregation, will you? Amen. We welcome you. We're glad for you. 1 Corinthians, please, chapter 12. We're studying a series... And I don't know how long it'll go on. We're just kind of being led by the Spirit. I didn't mean to teach this in a series. I just started uh, teaching out, be ignorant no more. So we've just called this series, Ignorant No More. And we've been talking about the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. So far, we've talked about a lot of things. In fact, uh, we, we, we pretty much covered everything as far as what these gifts are. I'm going to explain some of them to us this morning. But we talked here in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1. This is our theme verse, so let's just get right to it. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, and I keep pointing out, gifts here is italicized. That means it was added by the translator's so that the biblical language interpretation or translation could flow into an English sentence. 
You know, we have nouns and verbs and adverbs and adjectives. But you can always tell if you have a real Bible, a good Bible, these words that were added are always italicized. They're always like script font, you could say. And you can tell, uh, like this one looks different than the other print in your Bible. Or it should if you have a good study Bible. Now, so we could say, now concerning spiritual. What is spiritual? Well, it's the realm of the Holy Spirit. It's the realm of the Spirit. There are carnal things. Those are the things of mankind. Human. Carnal means human. There are perverted things. That's the things of man that they have perverted and digress below even what is human standard. And then there are spiritual things. This series mostly has been about being spiritual and having the power of God. So we'll bounce from our text now. I want you to hold a finger or a bookmark here in 1 Corinthians 12. We're coming right back to it. And just put a mark in there, anything but your bubble gum. And go over to the book of Acts, chapter 1. Say amen. amen. Acts 1. We're while you're turning there, listen. We're living in a day we're going to have to be the most powerful people God has ever had. We have people falling to the ground, going to heaven. We have people running out of the church, going to demons. We have people now literally losing their mind. They're not thinking straight. They're not talking straight. They can't assimilate things. We have people now being terribly deceived, people being terribly, terribly seduced. Uh, amen. And I've been preaching hard on this about the placebo and the placebo church. And I noticed some of the other ministries are picking up and teaching on this. This morning while I was shaving, I heard one of the international level ministries, uh, their telecast comes on just before ours. And they were talking about the placebo. And uh, we're getting the word out. Say it. We're getting the word out. The placebo is the fake pill. It doesn't have a little medicine in it. It has no medicine in it. It is totally fake. It is meant to trick your mind that you're getting help and soothe your soul that everything is going to be okay. But this, my friend, is the most popular style of church right now on the planet, including in the great United States of America. But there is no real Christianity in it. There's no real Christ in it. And you and I must, you and I, the believers, all of us, no matter where you go to church, we must be able to detect when we're being slipped the placebo compared to the real power of God. How do you get healed without the power of God? How do you get saved without the power of God? How do you get delivered from anything without the power of God? It was shocking. It's on YouTube now, I guess. And it's been echoing around the nation. Our San Diego conference, we cast out demons right at the altar. I'm not talking post-nasal drip. I'm talking about people that demonstrated. One of them foamed at the, at the mouth. The other one withered up and hissed at us like a snake and, and elevated everything but the, her bottom of her heels and the back of her head. Uh, that's the lady Big Doug and Big Mike from Chicago. Big Doug from Midland and Big Mike from Chicago. These are the kind of ushers we run with. They, that's a girl... One of them was a girl they threw up on the platform. And we cast a demon out. This young lady was about half the size of my mother and took on three preachers in Club One right in the running lights and almost knocked him out. But at the presentation of the power of God and the name of Jesus, you listen to me, 
that demon came out. Those demons must obey the vessels of God when they're flowing in the real power of God. I predict to you that you're going to run into demonic demonstrations. Right now they've been in hiding, but they're about to come out like never before. You're going to see demons manifest, manifest in church services. What do you think non-powerful, non-Holy Spirit churches are going to do when six people at a time begin to demonstrate in a demon, fall down, swing, foam at the mouth, cuss you out, little ladies talking in deep demonic male voices from hell, and they have no power to do anything but shriek and get out of the building because they are powerless. I'm going to tell you, I, there is a power that's of the powers of darkness. It's going to manifest on the job. You think these shootings and stabbings are just people losing it? Uh-uh. It is not human for another human to kill a human. It is demonic. And it's going to, you haven't seen anything yet. That's what I've been trying to warn the whole world. That's why we got to get busy. We can't be fooling around. Do not budget God into your life. With all the other many things you've got to do, you've got to make a little space for God. Do not do this. Say it. Do not do this. Turn around and tell someone, I command you in Jesus' name to quit doing that. Just tell them, I command you. Quit doing it. Do not do this. We must have the power of God in our life. This is, you know, for the church, honestly, this, this should be our greatest day. This was designed to be our greatest day. Right in the midst of the worst day the world has ever known, the most darkness and demonic attack they've ever dealt with, we should be Johnny on the spot, on the workplace, in the malls, in the restaurants. Are you listening to me? We already have people coming up to us. I'm sure you do. Saying, can you get me free? Can you get me saved? Uh, what do you know about this, Dr. Barclay? Can you help us with that? The answer is yes, 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 and yes, and amen. And yes, and amen. And yes, we have answers. And, and amen, we'll give them to you. And yes, we have healing. Amen, we'll lay hands on you. And yes, we have the answers to your perplexity. And yes, we can cast that stinking demon out of you. The weakest Christian in this building should be able to precisely know how to lead someone to Jesus Christ, get them water baptized in a back creek or a tub or a pool somewhere, cast out the demons until they're gone, get them baptized in the Holy Ghost until they speak in tongues, and then you will have no problem with your converts following you to the house of God. I'd like a better amen on that. I'd like a better amen and a better clap than that. Yeah. Hallelujah. Here in Acts 1, verse 8, and you shall receive power, power, power. You shall receive power. Say it. You shall receive power. Shout it at me once. Power. I mean really loud. Power. I mean make the devil mad with it. That's us. This is not talking about a bunch of people that died only. 
This is not talking about a special class of people now that are still going to come upon the scene of the great last days. Listen carefully. Listen carefully. This verse is talking about you, darling. This verse includes Mark Barclay. I am going to be more powerful in God than I have ever been before. It takes power to convert the soul. It takes power to win that person over to the powers of life. It takes power. We're, that's what we've been saying this morning. It takes power to heal the sick. It takes power to cast out darkness. It takes power for you now just to deny the filth and not get sucked in to this lying, fake, placebo message that you can just, don't worry, be happy. Oh, yeah? Well, fancy pants and a little preppy. Wait until the devil shows up at your place. He is not impressed with your shoes or your due. He is not impressed with the size of your following, and he, and he is, in fact, he might have caused a lot of that following. The rich young ruler came to Jesus. I'm rich. I'm a ruler. I'm important. What must I do? Well, you, you got to do this. Oh, he said, I've already done all of that. Since I was a lad, he rejoiced. And then he walked away. Do you think he made heaven? I don't. The new church says, well, yeah, he met Jesus. I don't see any, uh, I don't see any connotation that he was a follower of Christ, that he endorsed anything. You know what was wrong with the rich young ruler? The same thing that's gripping America. As long as I don't have to do anything else, then I'm happy to follow Jesus to heaven. But don't put nothing else on me. Don't put any requirement on me. Don't put any demand on me. Remember the rich young ruler? Jesus said, well, you got to obey the command. Oh, he rejoiced. He said to Jesus, I have done that since I was a lad. And Jesus said, remember the question was, what must I do to enter in, to go to heaven, follow you? And Jesus said, well, you just have one other thing you must do. We've all had one other thing we must do. Jesus never said, come on, keep on sinning. I don't care. I love you. I died for you. I was tortured for you. They whipped me and my flesh fell off on the ground and my blood spurred everywhere. And in the heat of the day, in the infectious hour, my body was swollen in every aspect. I did all that for you so you could keep your cigarettes, keep your booze, be a perverted sexual person, have multiple sex partners, don't ever attend church, steal the tithe, don't worry about learning the Bible. I did all that for you so you you could stay a pervert and you could stay bound by your vices. I don't see that in my scriptures. I see just the opposite. But you see, we live in a day that the church is so used to being powerless. I'm not talking about the church service only. I'm talking about individual people. You know, if many people call what I'm preaching right now legalism, it's the new excuse of the dirty diapered baby Christian. The dirty diapered baby Christian, they have, they have soiled themselves, but they don't have the ability to change their own diaper. So they cry and they whine and they get used to the stench and the smell, but there's no one there to change their diaper for them. They're not capable of doing it on their own. And what they say about these things is, uh, well, you're putting bondage on us. 
No, you see, if I have one of these cops in the house, you got to behave here. There's cops that go here. A couple of them are undercover. And, and uh, they might look like Aunt Martha or Uncle John, but don't mess around. There might be more than a little fa fancy compact come out of that lady's purse, so be cool. <laughs> and uh, if you're handcuffed, if, they, if I call these cops and they shackled you with cuffs or zip ties or whatever they had on them, and, uh, and I look at you and I say, hey, want a cup of coffee? Yeah, Brother Barkley. And I hand it to you. C can you get it? Why not? You're bound. And I said, well, I'd love to give you this cup of coffee, man, this jug of water, but you're bound. I am not. I'm free. I'm saved by Jesus. Okay, well, then take the cup of coffee. Well, well, you know, uh, well, the Lord knows. Okay. Well, you need to be free, brother. You're putting bondage on me. So I send up another cop, and instead of... Uh, unlatching the cuffs, he puts another set on you. Now you're twice bound. I just gave you permission to drink and smoke. Twice bound. Here comes another shackle. Go ahead and live in sexual perversion. Jesus don't care. He loves you. You're born again. You're saved by grace. Go ahead. Ruin your life. And then here comes another. And see, what I'm seeing, I don't know why... It, you don't have to be deep spiritually. What I'm seeing is great people... Let me back up. What I'm seeing is people who should be great people who love God, but their, their own preachers just keep putting shackles. You can stay bound. You can stay bound. Here, you can do that. No, that's no problem. You can do this. No. And that's what Jesus said. He said, those dirty dog Pharisees, Barclay version on the dirty dog part, those dirty dog Pharisees, they will put a bondage on you and a burden, but they themselves will not lift a finger to set you free. That's the day that we live in. I'm not being mean about it. I'm teaching our series, our series be ignorant no more. This is ignorance gone to seed, as Brother Hagin used to say. This is ignorance to think that Jesus Christ does not want to better your life. We know the ultimate goal is to get him in here and get born again, regenerated, have your name written in the Lamb's book of life, and be on your way to heaven. But my brother, sister, that's not the only covenant, or excuse me, that's not the only part of the covenant. He wants you to live a healthy life. He wants you to live a peaceful life. He doesn't want you looking over your shoulder all the time because you've been sleeping with your best friend's wife, and in any minute he's going to choke you, stab you, or shoot you. What do you think it does, that little bride of yours, when she catches you seeped in pornography? What do you think it does to those children uh, of yours, no matter their age, when they find out one of you have been living a total separate life? What do you think it does to your family when you've been fired from your job for the fourth time because you're a thief or a liar? See, the wages of sin is death, but it isn't God smiting you, man. You, you, you're sh Come on, Barney. How many times are you going to shoot your one bullet accidentally and wound yourself? Come on. So the power of God we're talking about here, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. It didn't say you get power after that you read the best book, how to have a pretty life. Don't worry, be happy. Who are you kidding? 
This power is not to help you be able to live with puke and snot and vomit and pus. It's to get you to step out of that stuff and get it washed off from you so you can live a good life and be bondage and vice free. I interrupted your clap. Go ahead and clap once real good. Freedom! Freedom! That's what our Jesus brought to us. This power is on us to win souls. We've been talking about this a lot here. We're going to keep talking about it. It's to win souls. Some of us are lousy at winning souls. Some of us are afraid to win souls. Some of us have tried to win souls, but we didn't get anywhere, or so you thought. And yet the power to win a, and convert a soul, you know, it's in the covenant, my brother, sister. Whosoever sins you remit, they'll be remitted. Whosoever sins you retain, they'll be retained. It's in your covenant. It's not something that flies upon you. And this power now, I'm going to close with this now. This power that's ours is in us. If you're born again, water baptized, and filled with the Holy Spirit, you are a vessel of God filled already with power, with all of the ability of God to sever yourself from what's hindering you from living as a powerful vessel. We should not just be powerful when we enter the sanctuary. Some of you go to places I'll never get to. Some of you can open doors on your job and your promotions. You can open doors and walk into the face of people that will never entertain me if I went and banged on their door. But you're in there. Now you use your access. You use your favor. You business people, you people in the marketplace, the world is yours. You should be the greatest evangelist anywhere, everywhere. You got people coming into your stores, buying things from you, or coming for your consultation. Man, are you listening to me? Yes. Many years ago now, there, there was a famous, uh, I guess he's still famous, Ricky Skaggs. Do you know who that is? Country Western singer. He told me this personally in the back of his stage when, when they talked me into going to the Grand Ole Opry once to... I said, I'm going to tell you the truth, Ricky. I don't even like country western music, but I kind of like you. He goes, ah, don't worry about that. And he's just nonchalant about it. I said, really? He goes, yeah, it don't matter. He goes, you know what I really learned I am, Brother Barkley? What's that? I'm an evangelist. That's what I am. And I only use this wang and bang and stuff to get everyone who likes it. Then he said, you know what you get if you play my record backwards? You get your house back. You get your wife back. You get your dog back. I laughed like you are. He says, but you know what you do if you play my record forward? It's like a vacuum. He said, I could go door to door and never reach as many people as I'm going to in the Grand Ole Opera tonight through my guitar and singing my don't lose whatever he sang. And before his last song was done, he had that crowd. It was electrifying, my friend. They weren't identifying with Jesus. They weren't identifying with Bible. They knew they weren't in church. 
but he had them in the palm of their hand. And just before he did his last song, he stopped and he gave a salvation call as good of any preacher that I have ever seen in my life. I think we ought to clap on that. Yeah. Now, how many of you, now how many of you think that maybe someone responded to that? Are you kidding me? Man, they'd done anything. Kiss his ring, take his hanky. If he flipped a shoe, there'd been a fight over who's going to get it and take it home. Are you kidding me? And they responded. So in the afterwards, I said, man, I'll tell you, man. When, I mean, you even got me. When you popped that thing out there, it was like, is he giving an altar call? At a country western's concert at the Grand Ole Opry? And he was. And this is what he told me. He says, I told you, Doc. I told you. I'm an evangelist. And I'm going to do all this stuff because that's my business. That's what I do. But I, ain't, I refuse to draw all these people in my presence and then not do what I called them here to do. And it wasn't entertain them. Entertain them was on the jacket. Get their soul was on my mind. And that's what I challenge you with as we close this morning. No matter who you are or what you are. It's the time now, my brother, sister, it's the day. Uh, no matter what you do for a living, you got to be thinking, I'm an evangelist. I'm an evangelist. I'm going to do the work of an evangelist. I'm a witness. Isn't that what Acts 1, 8 went on to say? You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost come upon you and you shall be witnesses everywhere you go. Some of you are world travelers. Everywhere you go, everywhere, put a witness in. Anything that you pray over, anything, anything that you can get some anointing on and put it in the hand of that sinner. Use your business to do it. You already got favor. There he walked in your store, man. It is that day now. This is it. The trumpet is about to blow and we are not going to sit around in the dark. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to study the Word of God. He Shundai. Woo! We need the gifts of the Spirit to flow through your life in this dark day so you have supernatural, God-given power to touch and help other people. Amen. You know what the Lord is saying? If you love me, then when I go through all this for you, do something with it. You do something with this to help somebody else. Turn with me, please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The flowing of the gifts of the Spirit. It is not the assignment of God for every ministry to be good at everything or involved in everything. Can you say amen on it? Praise God. Listen, I hope you enjoyed this broadcast as much as I enjoyed doing it. Preaching the Word, helping you, helping me, the Holy Spirit helping all of us. Isn't it great to be a Christian? There's no better way to live. If you don't know my Jesus, listen, invite Him into your life right now and mean it. You can contact us. There's multiple ways. Jump on social media, jump on the website, and uh, we're going to help you. You can come out here to church. We have ministers to help you. It's a hard walk by yourself, but it's a powerful walk together. 
Don't forget our series, Ignorant No More. Uh, get online, get at the bookstore, get yours ordered right away. Tell everybody about the broadcast and listen, send a prayer request. We're prayer people out here and we mean it. If you can, when you can, send finances to help us preach. Every dollar counts. We pray over it. We ask God to bless you, but we pray that you have the satisfaction that with your help, we are touching a multitude of people. Praise God. And I'm just going to keep doing this and doing it and preaching it and teaching it and praying over you and believe in God that you literally have the best day of your life living as a Christian. There is no better way to walk across this planet than as a born again, spirit filled Christian. Hope to see you at the church here, Living Word, or the next broadcast. Amen.